with me, Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show where we're talking about all, all about how to succeed in A-level physics. So I've got an interview for you today with Simon Petz, who is a teacher with 30 years experience of teaching physics. He used to be head of department and he um, also has huge amounts of experience working with all the different exam boards. Um, so he's an author of A-level material for the OCR and Pearson exam boards, a question writer for Cambridge Assessments and an A-level examiner for AQA. So he's fully versed in how exam questions work and how to give the best possible answers. And he's the guest today on today's show, but he is also going to be teaching the How to Revise A-Level Physics Masterclass for members of the Extraordinaries Club. And this masterclass is happening live on the 12th of June, which is a Saturday at 10am. Um, so do listen to the um, podcast, well you are already, <laughs> that's what you're doing right now, but um, you'll get some really useful tips from listening to to today's show but if you feel like you would like some more detail and the opportunity to ask Simon some questions then please consider signing up for the masterclass itself. So the things he's going to cover in the masterclass include what successful A-level physics students do right, the best ways to revise A-level physics so that you get the best marks possible, common mistakes when learning A-level physics and how to avoid them, and how to improve your exam technique to get better grades. So, um, and there'll be lots more as well. (laughs) Um, So if you'd like to find out more about that, you'll find the link for the masterclass in today's show notes, which you'll find at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash A-level physics and A-levels of physics or one word, no hyphens or spaces. So today's show notes are at livemoreextraordinary.com forward slash A-level physics. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and if we'd love to see you at the masterclass and if you've got any questions about that, please do let us know. Right, let's go over to the interview with Simon. Success formula, Simon Petz. Hello, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) It's great to have you here. So, Simon, before we dive into the um, juicy details about A level physics, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Yes, um, certainly. I have been a physics teacher all my life, about 30 years now. Um, I have to let you into a secret I didn't study A level, uh, I didn't study uh, physics as a degree, I studied metallurgy and material science. But that had an awful lot of physics in, and the natural thing to go on and teach is, is physics if you want to. Um, and I very much enjoyed it, um, teaching people and communicating the beauty and wonder of physics, as well as helping them get the best exam results they can. So, uh, but I've taught around the UK, uh, mainly independent schools, um, and uh, still, still going, still going, still enjoying it. Still loving physics. Correct. <laughs> I don't think it's something you grow out of, actually. I think uh, once you're hooked in, it's hard to grow out of it. I've never become bored of it or communicating it. 
No, I, I'm probably the same about geography as well. I think when you've been taught to think in that discipline, it's kind of ingrained, isn't it? In your yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so first question: What is a good attitude to A level physics? Um, I think ultimately you need to be a, a questioning person. You need to like asking questions, um, and you need to be strict with your own thinking as well as your own study habits. But in, in terms of your, your attitude, you need to like getting things right, but you also need to be comfortable getting things wrong because getting things wrong can act as a stimulus to you getting them right in the future. And that's what really you need to, to do. You need to think, well, why don't I understand this? I'm going to dig deep. I'm really just going to read and, and try and question until I start getting this straight in my head. If, if you're someone who's happy with a bit of a superficial understanding and thinks, yeah, I sort of got that. Any questions? No, no, I'm kind of happy with that. You, you need to ask yourself and your teachers difficult questions um, because they lead to better understanding and deeper understanding, um, as well as a, a certain sort of disciplined attitude to study and I think a quite tenacious attitude to study. Um, you're you're going to get things wrong. You're going to get stuck on things, perhaps more than you were ever used to at GCSE. But you've got to be someone who is comfortable with that, almost enjoys it and enjoys the challenge of difficult things. Um, I think that's that's what I see in successful physicists who really achieve the best they can. That's fascinating. So having a real growth mindset that, you know, you learn from getting things wrong, you want to learn more, being very, well, curious, but also very determined to get to that complete understanding. Precisely, precisely. I'm, I'm teaching someone at the moment and her attitude is very, I, I, when I, when I teach her, I, I almost do less talking because she's constantly questioning, saying, well, why is that that? Or why is that stop there tell me why that's that um which i understand you know often in a, in a classroom situation you can't be constantly doing that but um it's 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 questioning everything watching thinking well why is that happening why are we doing that why does that make sense why is he saying that that doesn't agree with what he said two minutes ago and picking up on that you almost a sort of a lawyer's eye for detail I would say is is a very useful thing and plenty of physicists do go on to become lawyers and a very active active engagement of the mind with what is going on it's not just following a process but it's questioning every stage of that process to yes I mean well, I guess following is the first step but also questioning as you go along and then sort of reviewing and think okay well where where we come you know where are we going where's this going next you know so, so the best students not necessarily the, the, the ones that get the highest grades, have an attitude, well, where's this leading? Okay, does that mean that? And they're already a step ahead. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're often the, the successful ones. Fantastic. That's, it's, a, it's a great mindset to have as well for life, isn't it? And, you know, employment and all that kind of thing, having that very questioning, problem-solving, kind of logical kind of mind. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so how once you've got that great attitude, how do you go about studying A-level physics, like right from the beginning? 
I think you could, you're going to have to recognise that it's a, it's a progression. It's a progression. And most people will say that, you know, e even the ones who ultimately do, you know, very well, found it to step up from, from GCSE. But you, you are on a progression, you're on a journey. Um, mm -hmm. And you've got to be aware of your own progress. You've got to be self-critical and think, what, what, how far am I to being as good as I can with this particular topic? Uh, and that, the, the, the journey starts with perhaps the lesson when you're first introduced to something, the teacher introduced something, and you get your head around the basics. You get a general gist, perhaps, of, of, of what this is all about. But then... Um, you know, with the consolidation and the notes you make and the practice you do, as well as the homework, you, you get better at it. All right. It, it's so got it, it's to be a practice, isn't it? It's, it's a, bit, a bit like music practice that where you're. Yes, it, yeah. it's, it's practice. You know, I can give anyone a series of instructions of how to build a table, but unless you actually build some tables, it's, you, you're not going to be able to do it or, or the old is riding a bike you're not going to ride, learn to ride about without riding a bike I can tell you very detailedly how to, to ride a bike but um, you, you've got to do it and that starts almost after the lesson the lesson is introduced maybe the teacher's given you some some questions still or something but there the needs to be more than that and there needs to be you writing consolidation notes perhaps as you go along I think that is quite important even if you're not told to um, those notes where you just try and summarize something or pick out the main points it is, it is a difficult skill actually um, when you're first learning the subject to know what what's important what's not um, in your own notes but I think that will come with practice but um, and then don't dive in with difficult stuff you always need to be aware and talk to your teacher about you know what's difficult what's easy can I do those worked examples in the book first okay read them through think do I get it hopefully a couple of readings you will then cover them up cover them up can I do it now okay can I re reproduce exactly the same thing and and that in a way that's a bit boring but it's surprisingly useful and surprisingly necessary to do some of the the routine stuff before you, you, you sort of try to climb Mount Everest with, you know, past questions. And I think just recognising, OK, we're going to do some work, for example. Often the books will have simple examples there for you to try just to get the basic, just basic wheels turning. Um, and then, you know, maybe after a week or two of immersion in this topic in, in you know, at home and in, in, the, in the school, then you can try some exam questions. Um, the other useful thing is actually it's it, well AS is sort of on the way out now, but some of the old AS questions, if you can get them, were set at a slightly easier standard. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's worth trying those before you dive in um, with some of the A level problems. Yes. Um, it can be a bit disheartening actually if you try some A level problems and they're, they're too hard for you straight away, um, and you have to recognise that that. You, you, you just got to treat it as a progression and small steps, small baby steps, little bit at a time, little bit at a time, and you will get better. And once you start to see that you can do stuff, that, that will motivate you to do even better. And you'll think, right, I get this. I can actually do this. And you'll, you'll look to the next state. Okay, let's try a harder problem now. And, you know, you'll get into those good habits of thought and habits of action for the next topic. Yeah, so... 
kind of as each topic unfolds, you, you kind of start with the basics and the easy stuff and you consolidate that and consolidate it. Yep. And as you consolidate, you can expand the difficulty of what you're able to approach. Exactly. And the other thing I would say is don't try and take on too much at a time. Um, you, you know, don't say, I mean, I mean, you'll, you'll progress through the topic at a certain rate determined by your, your teacher and so on. But don't just just get get the little bit done well understood well before you look more broadly um i was um i had to teach myself some gcse maths that i had no idea about hadn't had never studied it and so i started you know reading the book and having a go at some stuff and i realized that i wasn't really getting it and i wasn't getting it because i was trying to go too fast on yeah. my own and i was trying to take on you know you know eight different pages of the book at once and each one i could sort of get but, you know, the day later, I forgot about it. So I said, OK, I'll just take it in smaller chunks, really get this bit, do all the problems. Right. That that's OK. And then do that bit. All right. I think sometimes people fall down. It, it can all seem a bit overwhelming. Yeah. If you try and do too much and then people get disheartened and they think, oh, this is, this is crazily difficult. Um, so, yeah, that, that's another thing I would suggest. That that's really good advice. So it's basically learning to walk before you run, isn't it? Yeah. Before you run. Um, with um the other science A levels, where where I've talked to experts on those, um, biology and chemistry, they've talked about the importance of reading around the subject. Is that something that you advise for physics? Um, to an extent, if you're curious, that's good. Um, especially if you might want to go on to um study anything physics related beyond A level. Yes, I, reading the textbook is certainly quite important. They they are written in a certain style. I think find one you like, find one that works for you. Um, reading one sort is important. I, I yeah, feed your curiosity about it, but ultimately accept that that won't be on the exam what's on the exam is on the syllabus so i wouldn't go too far unless you have aspirations for you know competitive universities or you want to take physics forward maybe to engineering i would say more important because you only have a finite amount of time and you want to use that time most efficiently to to help you i mean it, it can be a good motivator for you if you're motivated in a subject if you find it fascinating um, great, that's going to motivate you. You're going to think, I really want to do well at this because I, I quite like it. But I would say reading the textbook is quite important because that will give a good model for how you should be writing about physics yeah. in, in your exam. And seeing how, seeing how it's modelled in a textbook, you'll just pick up those words and phrases and ways of saying things by osmosis, you won't necessarily realise it, but you'll just get a better, you'll become a better physics writer, I think. Okay, that's really interesting because most A-levels, like people say, you've got to read around the subject, you've got to go broader. And it's really interesting what you're saying. I can completely understand why you're saying it. And I, I well, I figure that somebody would say the same about maths as well, is that there's not much point in going too broad and wide you just master the thing in front of you yes yes but I, you know I, I'm absolutely for people feeding their curiosity but ultimately 
yeah, if it's good physics writing, it will help you write. And, you know, depending on the level of the maths, it may help you with your maths. But don't treat that as a substitute for knuckling down and powering through a chapter or two of the textbook and trying some worked examples and so on. I, I think that's much more valuable in terms of ultimate achievement. Brilliant. OK, well, thank you. That's really clear on that. Um, so once you've been through your two years and you've studied it diligently, how do you actually revise for your A-level physics exams? I think, first of all, recognise that if you've been studying hard all the way, consolidating, you know, you've worked for topic tests, you've worked for end of your exam, you will have perhaps more latent knowledge and understanding than you think. OK, you will have a good base level. And you should expect when you advise to for things to click into place a bit more. By that time, you should have um, sort of consolidation stroke revision notes that contain the basic factual stuff already in a folder mm-hmm. that, that you've made as you go along. So at that point, it should be, I mean, this is we're talking, you know, pre- prepping for you know your final exam. It should be reminding yourself of that breaking off a small chunk and immersing yourself in it thoroughly, not trying to do too broad brush. I would just go deep rather than wide, probably. Um, Reading through your own notes, maybe reading the the textbook again, um, but more things will click into place. And then it's a question of building your confidence on, on problem solving as well. I mean, and you should be then making a quicker journey towards full on exam questions. By yeah. that time, you've studied it once. It might be worth a few warm up questions some worked examples from the book. You could maybe not even show the answer because the worked examples in the book are are generally fairly routine. They, they generally don't set anything too, you know, out of left field, too challenging on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just see if you could do some w- without going for the, seeing the answer. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can move on to to practice. And practice should be a good chunk of your ultimate preparation. Yes, definitely. You know, it's probably 2080, something like that, in terms of knowledge versus skills in applying. And you will find that the more questions you tackle, things do come up again. And you'll think, oh, there was a question like that. I tried a couple of months ago. I can't remember the details, but it'll just little bits of it will still be there. And, and you'll think, OK, oh, I did that. I've done that. And it's it's getting the fluency. What you're aiming to be in is in peak fluency at solving physics problems on the day of your exam, mm-hmm. ultimately. And you, you need to sort of time your prep with all the other, you know, demands on your time um, at the t- you know you know have in the exam season. But but treat it as a sort of two-year process and the whole of these two years is laying the foundation for your final blitz towards the exam season and if you've done your work in the two years the the final blitz will will, things will click into place because you've laid the groundwork Mm -hmm. and it it might feel that you know two you know and a half ago you weren't making much progress but actually when you come back to it your brain has matured you'll be able to make connections and you'll be able to do things that you never thought you could do. Um, you've got to recognise it. You know, you will get a lot better. Yes. At, that, at that age, your brain is very plastic and it, it absorbs incredible amounts. It can do incredible things. 
And over those two years, it's developing incredibly. But you need to get the start from September in year 12. Yes. Um, but, but yes, question practice, blitzing, um, because, you know, the more fluent you are ultimately in the exam, the faster you can work. And although time is is fair, that you need to have to not think about the easy stuff ultimately in the exam so that you can devote your brain energy and time to the, to the difficult bits will, which will come up. Um, so, so yes, so a mixture of, yeah, mixture of things, I suppose, but ultimately it's it practice, practice. Yeah, so with revision though, it's like consolidate your notes as you, as you go along, yeah. like get comfortable with the basic building blocks of physics. Yeah. And by the time you get to the end, you will see how all that fits together to make something complete, really. Yes, things will click into place. The other thing I would say that sometimes people do ignore is definitions of important quantities. Learn them like lines from a play. Don't try and improvise on the day. You know, you, you, you just learn them, okay, word for word, even if at first they don't always seem to make sense. You, they will do when you've done enough physics and you've worked hard enough for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but the definitions of the easy marks, just, just make yourself a glossary, yes, ideally, or something like that. Just glossary of keywords um, or, or ask your teacher for some guidance on what words should I include or, or things like that. The textbooks are quite good. But ultimately, if you're reading a textbook, it is a bit passive. I think I think you just need to learn them. Mm-hmm. And then they are the springboard for actually solving problems. Because yeah. if you get a problem, you know, that, that says, you know, measure the accelerate, what is the acceleration of something? If you don't know what acceleration is and how it's defined, and you're, or you're having to think, what is acceleration? Again? You, you're going to be struggling. You're going to be slower. But it's, if you've just got to be at that fingertip, like, um, um, you know, building a table, if, if, if you can't use the file and the, the saw properly, you, you're going to be slow at building a table and you're going to struggle. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's that word fluency again, isn't it? Yep. So I was going to ask you about exam technique, but have you kind of talked about that already? Um, there have been a few other things I could say about exam technique. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is important. Um, it's it's easier, sometimes easier said than done because I recognise if I took a physics exam, I would be, I would be actually be quite nervous and I would feel the pressure. Um, and it is that time. And that, I think some, sometimes you just have to recognize the time pressure. For some people, it's a motivator and they perform best. For other people, you know, then you have to accept you're not necessarily going to be 10% under par. Yeah. But if you're already 10% over par, you know, by the time you go in. So it can be exam pressure of having to do it under time. I think can be tricky and accept with yourself you you might make some silly mistakes and and things like that you might do some silly things which you look back and think well I do that but don't beat yourself up about it just just accept that that's going to happen um but I suppose it's two broad areas one is the numerical questions Mm -hmm. and one is the the descriptive stroke explanatory stuff Mm -hmm. and I think with the numerical stuff practice lots of algebra um if you can um, practice those efficient techniques about things like ratios and that type of thing, um, get really fluent at your algebra, 
which will happen anyway if you're if you're doing A-level physics, especially you know if you're doing maths as well. Things, small things like checking the units on graphs, um, checking the units of your answer. Does it look realistic? That that type of thing. Um, and also accept that you won't see through to the answer necessarily. It might be something you can do, even if, you know, it's a four mark question thing. I'm not quite sure. What am I meant to do here? Just look at the numbers, highlight the numbers. Perhaps some people do that just to, so they don't have to keep sort of going back thinking, what was V again? Mm-hmm. Um, so just help yourself visually, perhaps. Um, and, you know, if it's not if it's not happening, just move on to the next one. Um, in terms of descriptions and explanations, I think, I think that is quite important. One, I think learning in a way they're testing. Can you use the language of physics? Yeah. And if you've read the book, and you know you've, you, you will be good. You will be good at that. But just try and use those keywords. Yeah. And keep your sentences short. I would say, don't tie yourself in knots with commas. Just keep it direct. Keep it as simple as you can use those connecting words like therefore because as a result if you're trying to explain say why things happen um don't use the word it refer to the noun specifically um it's about really physics is about it's a very hard skill actually you know communicating clearly some tricky concepts even in simple, you know, you, you can ask a simple question and actually there's, there's a million ones, diff, different ways of um, expressing something. Um, yes. Yeah, so so the, the the fine thing is about, it's, it's essentially about communication exam technique. And that means taking time, just a bit of time and care to communicate clearly, like graphs, have you included a scale? Is the line clear? Um Always bear in mind, someone else is going to be reading your answer. It's not whether you understand it. It's whether you can convey that to the other person. So you almost need to have a little mental picture of someone reading your answer as you write it. Keep keep the other person in mind. You're not writing it for yourself. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm marking, I think I see some answers and I can sort of see where what the person's doing but they're not really convinced me. Yes. A phrase that, that Marcus examiner sometimes uses, don't make the examiner do the work. Yes. To read between your lines, you show them. This is, this is your chance to show how good you are yes. at physics. You are on stage, all right? And you will be very good at physics. Just show the person. Yeah. I always say learn to think like an examiner. Yep. Um, so you get into their head and you understand how they're looking at your work how they're reading your work and you know yeah. how they're comparing it to the mark scheme and all that kind of thing yes they're not all, they're not looking for faults i would say but they are they will be aware of that they'll be aware of slight ambiguities in what you're reading what you're writing or the way you say things um or have you have on a show that question so questions to show that you know this formula applies or whatever have you convinced them have you really shown them you 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 almost need to make your answers legally watertight yes which is is a it's a strange thing but you and again you don't always have time you're thinking on your feet you've got to get on to the next question it's hard to do but you've just got to think have i covered all the bases here 
And sometimes yeah. I see answers which people have gone back to and they've cut something out and put a star in. And although it's a bit messy, that they've they've self-corrected. Yes. And they've thought, oh, hold on, that doesn't make sense. Let's change that phrase. Or they've added another one or something. Um, but it's it just um, a, being unambiguous and completely watertight in what you're saying. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's good advice for any exam, really, isn't it? Not just yeah. physics. <laughs> okay, so lots of per people perceive A-level physics as being really, really hard. Why is that? Um, because it's a hard subject. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it is hard. If it, just take a step back and think what you're trying to do with A-level physics. A lot of the very, very cleverest people that have ever lived took you know, th 300 years to solve a lot of physics problems. And, you know, you're being asked to do it and assimilate it and, and learn it in, well, maybe not two years, because you've done some before, but very quickly. You're yeah. being asked to appreciate and learn something that took a long, long time to work out. Yeah. Um, and that that is hard. A lot of the concepts are very abstract. And they mathematical so it, you're combining um a lot of different skill areas such as numeracy mm -hmm. data processing um rigorous thought about abstract concepts um th three-dimensional visualization which is well if that moves this way and that moves that way where are they going to collide or something like that mm -hmm. um and very high demands on your use of language as well to express precisely some yeah. quite complex things. Yeah. Um, it is great training if you have to write, actually, for cert in certain fields, you know, perhaps not poetry and novels, but in, in certain professions, it, physics is a fantastic training in how to write accurately. And you... you, you You've got the theoretical aspect, but you've got also the practical aspect. You've got to have mm -hmm. some appreciation of practical physics and how things fit together and those sort of mechanical things, yeah, as yeah. well as just the purely theoretical. So it, it draws on an immense amount of skills. And I think that's partly what what makes it, it hard. Yeah, I love the way you explained, you know, it took 300 years for people, lots of very, very clever people to discover this stuff and you're trying to learn it in two years. Yeah. That kind of boils it down. It? Yes, just be, 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 you know, that that's, it's understandable. It is difficult. Yeah. And lastly, Simon, what does it take for somebody to reach their potential in physics? Um, it takes um, a determined attitude, hard work, um, and uh, motivation, a lot of motivation. Um, and you will reach your potential because ultimately that's what the exam side is designed to do. Um, but you've got to do the groundwork. I think you've got to, while using your teacher and working with your teacher, you've got to learn to fly a bit more on your own, um, at a certain day level. That's a general perhaps quality of an A-level student perhaps. Um, but but a questioning attitude, hard work, and then you will you will achieve what you can because in a way that's what the exams are designed to do. They're designed to separate out the very best from the weaker physicist on on this spectrum of grades. Um, 
so and yeah just recognizing when you're making progress yeah and just okay. taking that in and thinking okay that's going to motivate me to do better just not getting get stuck but don't get completely disillusioned and dis- disheartened yeah and remember that learn that getting something wrong is an opportunity to learn and get better rather yeah. than an indication that you're never going to get it yeah. yeah yeah absolutely Fantastic. Well, that's been really, really helpful. And I'm sure the people listening will have got a much better insight into what it takes to succeed in A-level physics from listening. But it would be amazing if people can join us for the How to Revise A-level Physics Masterclass on um, the 12th of June. Um, If people are interested in that, you'll find a link to sign up for it in the show notes. And that you'll find the show notes for today at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash A-level physics. So thank you so much, Simon, for sharing your experience and your knowledge with us all today. We really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, it's been fun. I'm looking forward to the masterclass and uh, thank you for inviting me on. It's been interesting. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we'll look forward to it. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you.